0: Going once, going twice, sold. You're listening to the property park.
1: Alright guys, welcome back to The Property Pod, your accessible and easy to listen to podcast about the real estate game here in Hobart, Tasmania. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and joined as always, Patrick Berry and John McGregor, 414 Property
2: Co. Real Estate Agents. Forever and ever. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Right, no, I was, I was the, um, before I was walking past uh, just... Poking a face at Amelia, um, just make her laugh. And then she did the same to me walking walking past. Then I had this image of um, I'm going to be 75 and still find that stuff hilarious. And I'm just worried that once you get too old, when is it that you stop, you're not allowed to poke fun at faces and do with silly walks up and down the hallway before it gets too weird? I'm just going to roll and hope that, you know, it's a, it's thought like a Monty Python skid and, you know. I
1: was going to say, like, yeah, you, you'd imagine John Cleese would still be pulling funny faces out there in the world. So, yeah,
2: yeah I yeah. think you're all right, mate. All right. I think
1: you can, um, yeah, keep pulling funny you're faces. You're clear, apparently. Yeah, yeah.
2: either. either I'll just ride ride this ride this train while I still can. Well, you
1: probably get to that point where you they're just like, oh, yeah, no, he's lost it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there is probably a sweet spot in the middle where they're like, oh, yeah, he's a kid. Yeah. Oh no, he's not a kid. It's old like man, oh, no, old man funny man. versus uh, nursing home yeah. required. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's a fine line, my friend. Yeah, I think you're right on, on it. Yeah. The good news is we've got a full camera setup going now. This is crazy. Yeah. So if you feel like you're in the Big Brother house, um, yeah. So the it does feel like that with the
0: cameras now yeah. coming down from the roof and
1: like. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> definitely the crazy setup. So yeah, we've been working to get here. For a little while now for the property pod. We've it's always been a dream. We've finally achieved yeah. a camera on all of us. So now you don't have to share the frame oh, with anyone wow. else.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's all working. Yeah. It's all working. Yeah, this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> true. <laughs> no, Who so knows that,
1: where we'll end up next week. Well, so the funny thing is like we've posted yesterday on our um Facebook page, so you look at our um our
0: studio setup, and then the the plan is to go live. That's, yeah, that's the plan, eventually. the dream, So yeah. our problem is that we talk way too much rubbish that I don't know if live will ever happen, but, hey, we've got the set up now, so well, we'll try to make
2: it happen. But we were talking about this because the last episode we just ran with our um, talking about the colouring in competition before it's we officially started. It was quite fun. But
1: yeah, I, what, so, yeah, I don't know if there's a, there's probably about 15 to 20 people out there that would have heard the raw and unedited version that actually went live straight away. So if you're one of the subscribers, you would have heard straight out of the gate. So I think actually Nan heard us talking. So the unedited version of the audio was us talking about Aaron Murray's Culling In competition. It was Parker explaining. Why he's going to win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was, it was really interesting. So I'm <laughs> driving along in the car and I've heard, Like, bing, and was like, hold on a sec. Like, this isn't meant to be in there. So, we were live in a way. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It It wasn't unedited, um, just open casting call to anybody. No. This is what we
2: talk about when we don't know we're being. recorded. (laughs) 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 Well, but we noticed we didn't put our foot in it, though. So, I'm, I'm, pretty confident that if we go live we we know what we can and cannot say these days yeah. so i think we're going to be fine i'm on board with that yeah
1: so yes nan heard the um the unedited version um, have you actually clocked in the um 414 footy tipping her name in the thing is called Podcast Nan. Oh, I saw
2: really? one called Podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so when that came through, I was like, oh, that's brilliant, man. So Sorry, wait a minute. When I talk to you, Aaron, these days, I've got to sort of uh, you got to move around. Move yeah. around to see you yeah. now that we've
1: got so much gear in oh, here. I no, it's kind of crazy. I think all eye lines are pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, anyway, we're, we're under control. We'll work <laughs> it all out. Um, yeah, so this week we, we thought we'd jump into actually we've got a an article from Simon Presley from Propiology, our mm. boy. We love him. We probably should call him
0: up and see if he wants to join us because he he loves. Well, he's got plenty chatting. of time now. He's in lockdown. Oh yeah, yeah, that's of true. course. Oh, yeah. Quincy's
2: back on under, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So mm. Simon will be sitting at home, probably listening to the episode tomorrow. I reckon.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe we should reach out yeah. and just see if he wants to have a yarn. It might might keep him busy. And and
0: well, I've done no look. I've done no luck getting a building inspector for us. So <laughs> let's try Simon again. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Back back. <laughs> stick, well, stick with what we know. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, so
1: we wanted to talk to Simon or talk about Simon's article there. But mm. the other one I just wanted to cover on is this another Jarrah Bevan article. We love Jarrah Bevan.
2: Oh, there's there's a couple here that we've got. So one of mm. them was focused on what are the fastest moving suburbs. That's it. That's and then another part. one they're referring to, which is the REIA housing affordability report. That I don't think we quarter. should start off with something fun. Let's yeah, go, yeah.
0: Bevan yep.
1: and fastest moving suburb. Yeah, so this is nuts. This is in... The um, entire country, the high, entire nation of, across all Australia, nine of the top 13 fastest markets are in the Greater Hobart region. Unbelievable, isn't it? Isn't that nuts? Mm,
0: mm. So, you guys They're are also suburbs that you wouldn't really think of either.
1: No, well, so, yeah, I've, I've got this down here. So, in the housing category, it includes Herdsman's Cove, West Hobart, and Dodgers Ferry. They have uh, a median days on market, 11 days. And then Midway Point, which we're going to shoot a property out the Savo has a median um of 12. 12 days. Yeah,
2: and what's important to note with that too is that that means it's on the market and it's confirmed sold, you know? So, um because you could be under contract and then it might take 30-40 yep. days, but that's just on the market and confirmed.
1: So, the top one in the actual country is 7 Mile Beach and that has a median of 7 days. Yeah. Which f- is just nuts. What like that's the median. It's not even like, yeah, like there's got to be ones that are
0: they're just for me, like as far as Tasmanian suburbs go, such a weird group of suburbs that you think would be the most performing ones when you look at it across or oh, not just Australia, but just Tasmania as a whole. Like you look at all of what a Tassie has to offer and like yeah. Herdsman's Cove and Midway Point, Dodgers Ferry, these are the suburbs that you don't normally associate with being like ones that people would rush to buy in. That's yeah, it. So. It's because they're not close to town. They're a little bit further out, but that's maybe why they sell quick because they mm. are a little bit more affordable. Like I'm not sure.
2: It's crazy. Well, it's just that change, Um, you know, wouldn't have had those couple down at Dodgers Ferry in our business. I mean they went off the, off, the, off the charts. And that's where you've just got so many um, young buyers even moving into those suburbs as well where they've had that experience with um, growing up there or their families have had shacks down there there, or they've had a lot of their friends move down that area. Um, and yeah, with- so you
1: would have had a few conversations with um, buyers down there and people that are missing out on the yep. properties or you know trying to get in. And often I will hear you'll be calling them back up and saying like, "I've got another one." Like, it, is it because it's a rare for like I, I read that Seven Mile Beach is often kind of one of those suburbs that things don't often come up for sale. And so mm. when they do, people jump on them. Mm,
0: is mm. that what you're finding? Your midways and your... I watches. know what I liked Seven Mile Beach was, A, it's flat, B, it's still relatively close to Hobart, and yeah. C, you've got a weekend lifestyle. So for a family, you know, ride the bikes, go to the beach. Yeah. All of that's right there where you live, so... Yeah, well, there was that land release recently mm. as yeah. well. Oh, and just that just went, went crazy. Yeah. Just- and I think Dodgers Ferry is similar. Like um, Seven Mile Beach, obviously more expensive. Dodgers Ferry still offers the same lifestyle as Seven Mile. Mm. But because it's a little bit further out, I think maybe it's a little bit more affordable for a lot of people. Yeah, mm, absolutely. And then you've got Colton Beach, which has got a really good surf break, which obviously a lot of people like to to go down and use. So I don't know, maybe people like the surfing lifestyle and the beach lifestyle in Tassie these days. Well, or we've got a lot of New South Wales people and Queensland people moving to the state that are used to that lifestyle. And so yeah, that's well, why I want to be in those areas. I, I guess it's interesting, like you
1: were saying about people that had holidayed down there in the past. Like, is that what you were finding across the board
2: with many of the inquiries? It had been. We had, um, like, t- the the, bit, but the one we sold in Nicholas Avenue specifically, um, that couple was living on the eastern shore. Um and it was—it seems to be that they a lot of—you know, eighty percent of their life is orientated towards in that—you know—in that area, uh, and not, they're not too worried about the little bit of extra travel time because the—you know—the—the the lifestyle they get and the property. At once they get home is worth it mm. and now it seems like as we can all appreciate as tasmanians we're pretty precious when it comes to their time in the car so anyone that has moved into state we're going what are you idiots on about you
0: oh know? yeah i'd never move as far as dodges ferry that's where my father-in-law or mother-in-law lives and yep there you go god it's
2: a pain to drive back <laughs> from there yeah.
0: so as a local i'd never go that far but i can understand why a lot of people from the mainland would happily relocate to a location like that
2: yeah absolutely and not and not feel like they're missing out on any of their um, personal time in the car
0: because i think the difference as well is like a half an hour or an hour commute for a mainlander, as long as the car is moving, they're mm. happy. Like I think they get frustrated when the car's just stuck. Stop. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. Even though the cars might be moving slowly for what we as a local would see as a traffic jam and get frustrated with, that's fantastic You're still moving. for the average person that's used to such gridlock.
1: Yeah, no, we definitely live in a world where we are, well, pretty much COVID-free and pretty much traffic jam-free. Yeah. It's paradise down here.
2: Well, the last thing I could think of is – um any, any peripheral suburb now that is maybe 30 minutes drive, 20 minutes drive from Hobart... Um, all of them have become popular because the old perceptions that if you've been born and raised here, and I suppose, you know, even a couple of generations before, there will sometimes the, you know, parent will say, oh, you'd never want to buy in that suburb. But the reality is that they have actually no idea what they're talking about anymore. (laughs) Um, like take me Blackman's Bay back in the fifties and sixties, apparently was one of the roughest um, suburbs in Tasmania for a time. Um, but of course you wouldn't have that association with Blackman's Bay at all. Um, and then it's the same where um, as that you know, classic word gentrification comes into it. Um, I mean even Lutana like we've talked before the last three properties have all gone to young women interestingly enough and you know a couple of the comments and feedback that they had was that we feel really safe in this suburb it's really convenient um, but you certainly wouldn't have had that um, same demographic saying those same things even you know 10 15 20 years ago.
0: I think all suburbs change over time and it just depends who's moving into them and how they're Sort of be developed over time.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well,
0: another one here on this list with the
1: fastest markets in all of Australia is Hertzman's Cove, which you do a lot of work in, mm. Pat. Like I never would have guessed that. Like I, yes, lots of properties come through; they sell relatively quickly. But to be that high in across the whole nation, it's just
0: I, I wouldn't have picked it. Yeah, but animable. Um, yeah, I was at a rental yesterday. We're we'll photographing it. We have Bassie from our team, and um, I was out the front talking to the tenants and. Same thing, though. The tenants were saying, oh, you know, five, ten years ago you'd ring up somewhere and tell them that you were from Bridgewater and you'd get sort of shunned on. Yeah. And she's like, now it's just a suburb. Yeah. And she's like, and it's an awesome suburb. like, you should see this playground they're building out there for an example. Is that the one behind the um, community centre, behind the Centrelink? No, that one's already done. There's a new one they're building down on the waterfront along Eddington Street, right on the waterfront. Yeah. looking amazing it's yeah. like the Kingston one that just opened yes. up Yes, got this big hamster wheel up. and I'm like I just want to put Parker in there and go Parker go <laughs> <It's> <laughs> it's human size hamster wheel You're In are joking <laughs> it looks so good oh that's, that's awesome <laughs> that's so good yeah so I'm keen to once that opens up and it's right on the waterfront so it's got like this pristine sort of outlook to it and this bush feel and it, yeah, yeah, it looks nice. really cool I'll have to have a look next
1: time I'm driving out that way yeah
0: so look all different suburbs are always improving. I think councils have identified that um, they need to put back into the suburb to get them to be appealing for people to yeah, want to live in them. So, so true, man. So yeah, true. It's good to see this, this stuff happening. It's exciting.
2: Well, it's a, it's a good – it's interesting where you've got this, you know, exceptionally short days of market because leading into that article that um, Simon was talking about – uh, well, that he's put together about was it eleven facts on um, investing, investing right now. So the number one, the number one that he said, um, Australia's total supply of properties listed for sale at the end of January 2021 is an all-time record low and a whopping 23% lower than four years earlier. So uh, a quarter less houses across the entire country for sale. To buy, yeah, for people to be who have been able to buy, and when we look at what was happened in Tassie. Is it? I think that was the same thing when we had um, the guy from Domain, their numbers stacked up to say that there's been like a 50% increase in the you know, level of Inquiry. interest. yeah. So it's just, you know, that element that when you've just got, you know, a higher surge of demand of purchases with, you know, 25% historical um, properties available, it's sort of hand in hand going, okay, yep, that makes perfect sense. But for that to spread Australia-wide is, you know, phenomenal Crazy. yeah and I, you know it's interesting when we're having a lot of that we've had quite a few um properties being subject to sales at the moment and you know we've had to be trying to come up with some additional clauses to help people have the confidence to put their house on the market because they've got you know the, the biggest fear at the moment is not yeah. being able to find something yeah exactly um so then it's at the moment you've saw they got i think It seems a lot of people still want to move, but everyone's waiting for the other person to make the move first. Yeah. So you've just got this bit of a a challenge at the moment for, all right, oh, we really want to go, but we can't. And um, I find it really interesting for in our job at the moment where I think that's where real estate agents right now are exceptionally useful um, by being able to um, identify everyone and be able to put all these these pieces in place.
1: Yeah, you're almost like a um – a grandmaster chess player yeah. kind of you, I've got to move my Rook to get my um, castle yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Lovely. You yeah, said yeah. Much. I was I'm like, trying to think I was think like after
2: Rook, I'm like, oh, crap. Bishop, Bishop.
0: <laughs> what are all those <laughs> things?
2: <laughs> this one <laughs> can move Diacto. <laughs> I think um, uh, we'll definitely have to get that on because he had this story, uh, I think, in his office once. They had about nine or ten properties, you know, all in a row going subject to sale, subject to sale, subject to sale, and it all pended on this tiny little house at the end, which I think the business ended up buying because there was so many because it was just this obscure one that wasn't very expensive, but just in order to, for all these properties to, you know, go like dominoes. Oh, like a
1: domino effect of kind of pushing it all along the line.
2: Yeah, exactly. So in these hard markets where, you know, the the – property's moving fast, but of course there's nothing to buy. Um, you know, obviously it's it's really exciting to be the agent in that sense because, you know, our, our our job dynamically can change a lot, which is ensuring that, you know, you really need to know everyone's situation because um, we're trying to map those little um, positions together so everyone's looked after. Because, I mean, I, I hate it when it's, it's you know, when someone comes in and says, oh, look, well, I've sold my house, and it's like, well, great, you know, have you lined up something else? No, it was like, well, what was your other agent doing? I don't know. You know, it's like, well, maybe if if we just had a better conversation, a little bit better plan, uh, they wouldn't be stuck going, oh, I'm desperate to find a place.
1: Yeah, yeah. So rather than kind of being being forced into making a rash decision and perhaps not buying your dream home, you're forced to buy something else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What else have we got on the uh, propertyology front? What's Simon telling us? Uh,
2: So number two, property investors are creatures of habit and therefore almost completely overlook the best performed property markets of the future. Cast your mind back five years ago and ponder where the majority of people would have invested. For the the record, Hobart, 55% capital growth. Canberra, 29% were the best capital cities, while Sydney, 13% and Brisbane, 14% were underwhelming. A long list of regional standouts to perform better than the seven out of eight capital cities include, but not limited to Ballarat, Vega, Berry, Burnie, Byron, Coffs Harbour, Geelong, Kempsey, Kiama, uh, Launceston, Mildura, Newcastle, Newcastle, Noosa, Orange, Seymour, Shoal Habits. Like, <laughs> oh, we didn't have to read them all, John. It's okay, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it sound like that, um, who's that the, song. Yeah. Never, never, never. Here no. we go. And uh, uh, I've been to Ballarat, Beggar, Berry, Birdie. <laughs> Why didn't you do Carson, it like that? Key Armour Lons a Newcastle. orange Oh, we'll stop.
0: So I guess what he's basically saying is centers. that don't always buy what you have in the past. Yeah, Look
2: at additional options. Yeah. In a nutshell, is what he's saying, correct? Well, well, that was a conversation he had with us, remember, that he day, tries to encourage Day it. one. That was hey, yeah. Don't, don't, don't yeah. think you have to invest in your backyard. Yeah. The only
0: downfall back then, he was suggesting Hobart. Now he's suggesting all these other places.
2: Yeah, so. yeah, he's, he's came and went. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you missed your window.
2: Missed your window. Uh, what have we got? So over the, the 12 months ending February 21, the eight times combined capital cities, an increase in job vacancies of just 2%, whereas the combined regional location had an increase of 65%. So what are we looking at there? Or is it where, um, yeah, was it? Vacancies of just two percent. Where combined regional locations had an increase of sixty-five percent of job vacancies. Is that effectively everyone's, you know, moving away from their normal spots in some in some respects? I don't know. I,
1: I don't get that one. Yeah, that's
2: it. this is right, <laughs> for, for, for the record uh, for, for those listening. It's uh, we're we're reading these and then thought we'd make interpretations, not realising that we may not be able to interpret it because <laughs> because we're a professional. Yeah, we're we're, we're a professional problem, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plenty of research went into this show prior to going to <laughs> live. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is cool, though. Sydney's population from in, internal migration declined by 150,000 people over the five years ending December 2020. That's equivalent to an entire city the size of Cairns or Darwin. Yeah, so well, that, that's a you huge. can understand that,
0: though, with how expensive Sydney is to live in. So, yeah, yeah. you know, people have got to look at options outside where they've potentially grown up as a child because they can't afford to live there anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and Simon's always said that, that as a first-time buyer – you can't. it's not that you can't afford to buy into the market, it's potentially you can't afford to buy into the market where you want to live. Yeah, that's so, so true. you can always buy into the market. It's just whether or not you're prepared to buy somewhere else. Yeah. And John, this is where different people that we've had over the past on the show do rent vesting, mm. where they buy where they can afford but rent where they want to live. And so there yeah. are options out there for young people, but I think – they get caught up in that sort of idea of I want to live in Sandy Bay. Mm. That's where I grew up. Yeah. But I well, can't afford to live in Sandy Bay. I really yep. can only afford to live in Bridgewater. Yeah. So you have to make that decision. What's more important? The location where you live or the idea of owning your own property. Yeah, and that
2: long term vision. Because yeah. was it um who is the young guy that we um uh, who's one of the very yeah. early on the piece? That is exactly what he was doing. So I'd well, love to
1: get Blake back on and um and find out how he's going, if his portfolio has grown or like yeah, yeah.
2: If he's I
1: often drive past the, the property purchase and just think, I wonder how our boy Blake's gone.
2: <laughs> well, he, but he said it too. Like he, he wasn't sacrificing any lifestyle at all because to rent in North Hobart, I think where he was living at the time, um, was cheap, certainly cheaper than buying. And he managed to grab a couple of investment portfolios that were positively geared because the rental yield at you know Bridgewater and Herdsman's Cove were so strong. So he wasn't actually sacrificing his lifestyle at all. He was just you know quietly you know put putting away for his future.
1: Yeah, just um, leveling up, just gaining that XP.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's um, so it's a really encouraging story. I mean, obviously, um, and where like the one we covered before is that um, Hobart's not exempt from housing affordability anymore because it showed that we're actually we've got the least how you know rental affordability in the country And where uh, that was on from the REIA's report, uh, where it's relative to our median income, because I think Tassie shows we're the least, I think, with median income, aren't we? I didn't
1: read that article. Yeah, but just generally with that one.
2: Yeah, so it just means that um, where you know you could make the argument to say, oh, well, it's all well and good for you to be able to do that in Tasmania. Well, it's actually you know we're pretty much in par with the rest of the country these days. Mm. You know, so um, there's certainly opportunities um, everywhere you look. Um, So I think then it goes on. um, All right, speed round through um the next few, we've got to- um, Wrap it up. Wrap this up, boys. Well, we, we, the thing is maybe, um, I mean, that was just a couple of interesting ones, but actually we'll reach out to Simon so he can explain this stuff in a much uh, more succinct way, I, 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 I would suggest. That sounds like a very good idea. Yeah, it's probably because, the best way to think. we've
0: clearly- ex- don't
2: understand what he's talking about. Is that what you're saying, John? Pretty much. But there is the one here that's relevant for us. So we'll go with a population of 244,000 people. Australia's 11th largest city, Hobart, only had 175 dwellings advertised for rent at the start of 2021. So that goes right in what in hand what I was referring to there about um, availability is that, you know, we've, we've, again, with this cons- consistent pressure of population growth, um, our occupancy rates are just through the roof. So it's, you know, there's virtually no properties available for rent. Um, and we just, I got a—I've got a call from a friend of mine who's got a really good employee, um, a single fellow who's having a really hard time renting at the moment. And I said, Well, look, come in, um, see what's going on. Uh, luckily enough, we found out that it actually, he, he'd been said, oh, I've applied for like 15 properties but haven't had a call back. And then I re- we realised that he actually had submitted eight, 15 applications incomplete. So he's been doing it incorrectly. So oh, no. that's a weird, good little thing there, just to you know see if you make sure you get those details right. Uh, but the, but again, it's you know we're still experiencing our office that you get you know you know a dozen really good applications. So it's yeah. not like um, so it's sort of oh damn it, we've got twelve really good people. Which way do we go? Um, so that's a you know a real challenge again um, that uh, you know again that's a, a it seems to be that that's not going to be slowing anytime soon. Yeah, crazy. <clears throat> Excuse me. No
1: dramas. All right, boys. Well, what we might do is wrap up that there. We'll maybe reach out to Simon and try and get him to um, crunch some numbers for us and and discuss this a little deeper. it's it's really good to be in the studio. Can I just remind you guys? I don't know if you guys are over this. This is episode seventy five. Seventy five.
0: Really? <laughs> this is episode seventy five. Damn, that's cool. how did we find that much rubbish to talk yeah, about? Yeah, tell it. me
1: about it. So we were we were trying to get over the magic number thirteen. We've smoked that. Yeah, yeah.
0: And well, actually, Aaron and I can also report that um, things are about to get even easier for us to produce content because we've brought in our own journalists to the team.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So we've um, we've got Nino coming on to to give me a hand in the marketing and the media side of, of life. So hopefully he can do some of the heavy lifting and, and find some, yeah, some really so good stuff for us to talk about.
0: I think our main goal was to always try to educate people as to how real estate works with this yeah. podcast yeah, and yeah. with our website. And Nino's is going to come on board as a journalist to help pr- 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 Produce content, yeah to be able yeah. to do that better. Yeah. So between helping us prepare for this podcast to writing podcast to writing blogs on our website, he's gonna be able to value out a lot of extra info to the site. Yeah. So definitely. hopefully we can start to become sort of a one stop shop if you need to know anything real estate in the coming years. And I
2: think part of that too was to he was just gonna ask us questions to just get the knowledge out of our heads onto paper, basically, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of that will come into play too. So we'll try to get him on the show that would be in the next awesome. month or two as yeah, well. Just introduce really cool. himself. Um so yeah. yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, yeah so
1: the what used to be a one man crew is just growing. It's in, a three man crew now, yeah. plus
0: a pod team. So yeah, look yeah, yeah. out! <laughs> yeah, no, I
2: think it's so exciting. So exciting! Thank
1: you, everybody out there that still listens to the Property Pod. Mm. We will continue to endeavor. We're going to hit that hundred episode mark. It's the next uh, check mark from here. That's twenty twenty one goal. Well, I want to
0: get live
1: before December. One hundred. The episode one
0: hundred. Oh, okay, right. got so it. That's, that,
1: that'll be a live episode. You think I want to be, before. I would be before one hundred. I want to be live. Right, right. No, okay, the deal, plan. deal. done. All right, All right, guys. Sounds good, guys. Thanks for listening. Take yeah. care. Yeah. See ya. You have been listening to the Property Pod, recorded and edited by Four One Four Media House in conjunction with Four One Four Property Co.
0: This podcast is general information only, and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek their news their own investigation into any topic we discuss.
2: To ensure they fully understand their own situation it does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing selling financial or investment advice or recommendations express or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services no investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice